Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. We're starting a brand new series, and this series isn't going to be kind of like one of those series where you got to listen to the previous week to know what the series is going to be. It's going to be individual each week, um, and I'm calling the series The Essentials. And uh, we're going to talk about what is essential for a life with Jesus. That's why we're all here. We're all here because of Jesus. We want to know more about him. We want to build a life on him. And so we're going to, for the next probably month, month and a half, just really dive into how do I build a life um, on Jesus. Um, If I were taking notes today, I want you to write down the wise fool, the wise fool. Um, Have you ever met a wise fool? Okay. I've met a lot of wise fools over the year, and a lot of times they're uh, drunk people. I'm going to get an amen from anybody, okay? I don't know what it is um, about um, drunk people. They are full of wisdom, and they want, they want everybody to understand the wisdom that they have at that moment. And you're like, awesome. God bless you, you know? And uh, they'll tell you about the cosmos, and they'll tell you about... Uh, God, and uh, there's this great country song right now. I think it's like, beer and God in heaven, amen, or something. I'm butchering it. I know I am. I, I don't know lyrics to songs. I can't remember them. But uh, yeah, drunk people love uh, to tell you how wise they are, okay? Um, but I've also met some wise fools over the years, um, a.k.a. myself. Can you give an amen for that, okay? Um, um making decisions that I thought were super wise at the moment. Um, Right before our oldest son, Michael, was born, um, I was just in a mood. Anybody ever been in a mood before? Just been like in a, just a dark place, just a mood. And I was in one of those dumb and dumber moods where I was like, that's it. We've got no food. We've got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. That was the the mood that I was in, okay? And... um, that's where I was at in life. And, you know, um, at the moment, it was, a, it was a crazy season. I mean, Jess was eight months pregnant with Michael. We didn't have a job, okay? We had no job at the time. Um, we were coming back to Ohio from Mississippi to live with Jess's grandma, Baba. And listen, we love Baba. But, I mean, when you're a newly married couple, you're not real excited to go live with your wife's grandma. I love Baba. And if she's listening right now, I love you, okay? I promise you. But it wasn't an exciting time of life. We had no job. We had no home. We barely had enough money to get back home to Ohio. It was just one of those moments. I was in a mood, and it was just a dark time, and we were about to have a baby, okay? And I was like every night sobbing to the Lord, like, God, how am I going to take care of this baby? I promise you. And I was like, He's gonna have nothing to eat. And God's like, he's gonna have everything to eat, you know? And I'm like, and I'm like arguing with God every night. And I was just in a dark place. And so in that dark place, I decided I was gonna make a really, really wise decision at the time. And uh, I was gonna dye my hair jet black, okay? <laughs> yes, jet black with blonde tips, everybody, okay? 
jet black with blonde tips. And guess what? I found a picture, everybody. Come on. Oh, gosh. Jesus, help us all right there. I'm like, I thought I was so wise. It was going to, you know, make me happy. It made me sadder, everybody. I mean, just sadder. And then to think, like, this is my first child. There's Michael. And this is the memories that we have. I came home, and Jess is like, what have you done? I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was a good decision at the time, you know? Here, look at this next picture. This is a gem. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. Why did I ever think that this suit was a good choice? Listen, everybody else that's ditching church this weekend missed some gems, everybody. Some Jimmy jams. And I know, I know that somebody on staff is going to save these pictures forever, and they're going to haunt me for the rest of my life, okay? I, I thought I was making a wise decision, but it was really a foolish decision, okay? And, and here's the deal. We, may, we believe that we're making wise decisions all the time. And I think we're making decisions a lot of times on what I would call foolish foundations, okay? Foolish foundations, you know, um, Pastor Matt, which I'm so excited, he is flying to Florida right now. Come on, aren't we happy for that? I'm so happy for him and Elena. Um, they're going to have a little vacation. But he called me up um, the other day and said, hey, uh, we found a house. We're, we're, we're putting a bid on the house. I'm so happy for them. And, and I've just learned, I, I'm an old man, okay? I, 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 listen, the other night, it was 1.30 in the morning, and there were some people like racing on our street. And I called the cops, and I met the cops outside at two o'clock in the morning, and like, I just thought, I'm an old man. That's just what it is, okay? I am just that guy. And in my old man way, I said, Matt, make sure they check the foundation. The foundation, and Matt's like, I know, I know. I'm like, no, 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 you don't know. Like, check the foundation. Make sure the foundation is right. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Why? Because the foundation means everything. You can have the prettiest house in the world, but if that foundation isn't right, it doesn't matter. So that's what we're really going to do in this series. We're going to build a foundation on truth, and we're going to build our life on God's truth. Okay? Let's read this again. Matthew 7, 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows is wise, a person who builds their house on a solid rock. When the rains came, the torrents, okay, what are torrents? They're like huge storms. Flood waters rise. The winds begin to beat against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on what? The bedrock, a foundation, the right foundation. Okay, so what Jesus is talking about is that your life, in your life, over the course of your life, you're going to go through hardships. The rain's going to come. There's going to be some not-so-great days. There's going to be some storms. But you can build a life he says, on me, the bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Foolish. Like a person who builds their house on the sand. When the rains came, the floods came, the winds beat against the house, it collapsed, 
in a mighty crash. I love how the text starts. And I think I want to help us all understand how to read the Bible sometimes. I think we skip over words real fast all the time. And we don't understand that God put these words there for a reason. So the text starts with this one word says anyone. Jesus says anyone. And the reason I love this word anyone is because I can relate to this word because I'm an anyone. Right? I I didn't grow up um, with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't grow up um, super educated. I didn't grow up, you know, with the finest things. I didn't grow up with the perfect, you know, family structure. I came from divorce, and then my grandparents, and they passed away, and then I went and lived with my aunt and uncle, and I had a really crazy upbringing. So when I read this word, anyone, I think to myself, I'm an anyone. I'm just one of those people in life, and Jesus is talking to me. And the thing that I love is this, that Romans chapter 2, verse 11 says this, for God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. So he's saying to every human on the planet, to anyone, I want you to know something. I don't show favoritism. I knew, I know that you grew up. How many of you grew up with siblings? Raise your hand. You got siblings, okay? How many of you like or dislike your siblings, you know what I mean? How many remember, though, at times when a parent would favor one of the siblings over you, right? And you'd have that feeling, that deep feeling inside, like, this isn't right, this isn't fair. Jesus is saying to you today, I don't play favorites. If I did it for somebody else, I'll do it for you, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get into that today. Because here's the deal. God loves all of you the exact same. So he's saying to any of you, to any of you, when I bless somebody, and listen, I think it's really important in this uh, day and time in this season to pay attention to that when God blesses somebody. Because in our culture, when God blesses somebody, we actually get offended Okay, and we get jealous and we think to ourselves, how's that person blessed and how am I not blessed? And we go into tailspins and the enemy has us by the tail and he's swinging us around. Okay, listen, it's really important to go, wow, look what God did in Jackie's life. That's super cool and that's super special. Because why? I've told you this time and time again. It means he'll do it for you if you have the right perspective and you have the right frame of mind, if you just go, God, I'm so thankful that you just blessed Jackie and I see the blessing on her life. I see the way that you healed her. I see the way that, you know, you gave her, you know, the desires of her heart. And I thank you, God, that if you did it for Jackie, you'll do it for me. Amen? So Jesus is saying to anyone, anyone who wants to build a life, okay, But how many of you know that life isn't built on magic moments? It's not built on magic moments. Real life, truly successful people in this life build their life on what? Truth that makes them wise. Truth that makes them wise so that they can make what? 
wise decisions as they go through life. All right, point number one today is this. Wise. Verse 21. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows me is wise. Okay? So in verse 24, there's 21 words. I thought, 21 words of what? 21 words that are key to a successful life. Okay? Let's read it again. Anyone, who's the anyone? Raise your hand if you're anyone, okay? I'm an anyone who listens to my teaching, Jesus saying to my teaching, and follows his wise like a person who builds their house on solid rock, okay? Now listen. People who are wise listen to other people who are wise. Amen? People who are wise Spend time and listen to other people that are wise. Let me, let me say this to you. I'm going to read it out. Show me who influences your life, and I will predict your future. Show me who influences, okay? And listen, you got to understand what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like Jesus, you know, Jesus had multiple groups of relationships. He had like 100, and then he had 70, and then he had 12, and then he had the three, and then he had one, right? So Jesus is kind of showing us this picture to our life about who is very close to you. Who do you allow very close to you in your life, okay? I mean, I was on Instagram the other day. Snoop Dogg, of all people, Snoop Dogg was talking about how he's got 11 people in his life that are very, very close to him. And he's like, I have hundreds and thousands of friends, but there are 11 people that I allow very close in my life. I trust them. I trust them. So wise people spend time with wise people. This is why for us, groups here at the church are so important to you and to your life because we want you to be with wise people. We want you to be around people who love Jesus. Okay, I know that you just, you just thought that's just a thing you say all the time. No, 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 no. You spending time with other people that also love Jesus, that love Jesus, not like Jesus, we talked about that. I'm talking about people who genuinely have a personal relationship with Jesus. Spending time with people who love Jesus will cause you to what? Also love Jesus. So important. So when we talk about groups, we're not just trying to throw out another thing for you to add to your calendar. We're not trying to just throw out something for you to spend more time on. We're not trying to waste your time. I wish, I wish you could spend a, a Monday uh, with us at the table. We have a table, a staff table. I mean, we, we meet from nine in the morning, sometimes to six o'clock at night. I mean, when we're doing things like crown and groups and all these different events, they take so much time, so much thought, so much planning. Why? Because we want to make sure that these experiences are great for you. We want to make sure that when you get into a marriage group, that it blesses your marriage. 
that it helps your marriage. We want to make sure that when you get into one of these men's groups, guys, get into one of these men's groups, that it's going to grow you. It's going to grow your faith. It's going to grow you in wisdom. We want to make sure that these things are going to bless your life. So when we talk about groups, it's so important to get involved. Why? Because you want to spend time with wise people. You want to surround your life. And listen, here's the deal. I understand this. I know that you got friends like Bobby. Bobby. And you're like, man, me and Bobby, we, we, we go back, right? Right? Man, if I could tell you the stories about me and Bobby, you know what I mean? When we were growing up, we're getting all this trouble. Well, listen, I love Bobby and Jesus loves Bobby, Okay? It doesn't mean you got to spend every waking moment with Bobby all the time, right? Okay? You need to evaluate at this point in your life, maybe Bobby's not the right person to spend all my time with. Maybe Bobby's not the person I talk to all the time. Maybe Bobby's not the one giving me wisdom about my marriage. Can I get an amen from anybody? Right? Sometimes we got to reevaluate our lives and go, hey, who are really close to me? Who are the people who I've allowed into my life? Listen, there are a couple key people in my life that I allow to speak into my life. I'm being really honest. I have lots of relationships, but there are only a couple key people that I completely trust that I know that they love Jesus and they know his word and they know his truth and they're full of the Holy Spirit and they will give me wisdom about my life. Amen? Who you spend time with matters. Wise people spend time with wise people. Okay? Point number two is this, my teaching. My teaching. Jesus said, anyone who listens, listens. How many times have you been in a conversation and you know that person isn't listening to you? Mainly parents with their children. <laughs> right? They're like, this is in one ear and out the other. They are not hearing me. They're not understanding me. They're not listening to me. When Jesus says this word, listen, this is what he's talking about. Listen, we listen to God's word all the time. We see it, you know, on Twitter. We see it on Instagram. We see it on TikTok. We see it, you know, in a post. We see it on Sunday morning. We hear God's word all the time. And I'm going to be safe to say that a lot of times it goes in one ear and out the other. And I do the same thing. Why? We're just not listening. We're distracted. We're pulled away. Our thoughts are in other places. It's not entertaining. Can I just say that for a second? Be real truthful. That's, I think a lot of times people just think, well, the word of God isn't entertaining. It's not entertaining my life. And everything in our life revolves around entertainment right now. How am I entertained? How's my thoughts entertained? How, how am I entertained? Entertain, entertain, entertain me, okay? And we think, well, the word of God isn't entertaining, so it's not valuable. And we don't have a value for it. So Jesus says, anyone who listens, listens so what did he say? He said, my teaching, my teaching, okay? Now, I want to give you a little insight into some things, like some content that I just personally like, you know, like podcasts, videos, books, just some personal content that I like. You ready, Alyssa? All right, you ready for this? We're going to go quickly uh, through these things, okay? Uh, this is my man, Braden, okay, from Mickey Views, okay? 
Um, I need, uh, put up, put up. Yeah, look at him. I love him. I love that. I, I want to meet him someday at Disney World. I literally want to meet him. Uh, put up the next picture with, with Tron. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go there. So that was Mickey Views. This is uh, Pat McAfee. Um, it, it might have some choice words. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? Um, Pat is probably a little rough around the edges, but I enjoy some truthful content about sports sometimes, okay? So uh, we got Pat. Go to the, go to the next one. Uh, I got my guy 670 to score. Um, been rocking with Parkins and Spiegel for a long time. I got to know what's going on with Justin Fields and the Bears. Like, I, I just got to know some of that stuff. All right, next, next thing. I got Rick Shields, okay, my golf guy. Uh, real good dude from out in Europe. Next one. Um, oh, yeah, D.C. Drano. Can I get an amen from anybody? I don't need the political junk. I, I need some truth, y'all, okay? I just need to know what's happening, uh, real stuff. Next one. Uh, I'm reading this book, Coach K. I was interested about his life and uh, his coaching, and so I'm reading that book. Next one. Billionaires podcast. I just enjoy. Man, there's some real truths and the nuggets about the future. It's amazing how the world will talk about biblical things and they don't even know they're talking about biblical things. The other day, I was listening to a podcast. They called it The Great Reset. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And they said, by 2030, there's going to be a financial reset. The world's going to reset. And I was like, yeah, it is. it's about to reset real quick, okay? And so um, have that next picture. Uh, great book. I'm, I'm just in the beginning of it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, great book. Okay, so, so what am I saying, okay? This is some content that I like, right? Some podcasts, some vlogs, some books, some, some things that I enjoy. And, and let me say this, okay? None of this content is bad. None of this content is horrible. None of this content is making me question my relationship with Jesus. Like, none of it, okay? But here's, here's the truth. It's not Jesus' words. It's just not Jesus' words. So it's not about, because we live in this like culture, especially in church, we're always like, show me the line. You know what I mean? Tell me where sin is. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't make me cross the line. You know, I'm always like, no, the line is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit kind of reveals some things to you. And he goes, hey, um, you got a little too much Pat McAfee going on right now, Right? You got a little too much 670 to score. You know what I mean? Like when I'm having dreams about Justin Fields and the routes, like there might be a little too much happening, right? And Jesus says what? He says, listen to my words, my teaching. Now listen, there's a lot of wonderful Jesus content out there. I'm going to go through some that I personally like. You can take notes on these people. These are people I would suggest to follow. Uh, this is Jimmy Evans, uh, Tipping Point, End Times Teaching. And I know, listen, some of you have been telling me, you're like, every time you talk about the end times, I'm like, Ooh, you know what I mean? They're like, you're like, I just want to throw up in my mouth. Don't throw up in your mouth. You're okay. You're going to make the rapture. We're going to talk about that in this series, okay? I promise you, all right? But he's phenomenal. Uh, XO Marriage, they're incredible. If you need marriage help, just wisdom in your marriage, I love I love their content. Next one, 
Um, we have, I just, I love Elevation Church. I don't know what your thoughts are on Furtick. I think he preaches the word of God. I enjoy Furtick. I've been following him for a long time. Uh, next one, Passion City, Louis Giglio, Pastor Louis Giglio. He's amazing. Uh, next one, um, I, I love Craig Rochelle. I know that he just has the same voice, you know what I mean? It never changes, um, but he's wonderful. He's, his leadership stuff's incredible. I love Pastor Craig. Um, John Bevere, man, this is a G right here. This, uh, listen, he is a G, G money right there, okay? I promise you, this guy will mess up your theology in a good way. He will make you love Jesus more, okay? Listen, he, he's got a book on eternity. I suggest read the book. Your perspective of life will completely change, okay? John Bevere, Pastor John Bevere. Uh, who else? Got Gateway Church, Robert Morris. Oh, love me some Robert Morris, okay? So, so listen, I, I got some really good Jesus content there, right? Okay. And all of it's good. And it's all great teaching. But here's what I'll tell you. It's not me with my Bible and the Holy Spirit. Hear that again. It's not me with my personal Bible and the Holy Spirit. And I know a lot of times, a lot of times we think, I don't really understand the Bible. Can I tell you, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. You just have to ask him. That's all you have to do. I remember even, even to this day, I've, I've had this little thing that I do with the Holy Spirit when I open up the Word of God. And listen, I'll be honest, I, sometimes I'm opening up the Word of God on my phone because I love the Bible app. The Bible app's amazing. I can look at a lot of different translations. And I'll just kind of say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this moment to teach me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit understands it. And the Holy Spirit will teach you. That's his job, is to lead you into all truth and help you. And so just the other day, I'm just gonna, this isn't a verse. This is a verse I'm going to share just for me. It was Psalms 92, verse 12. It says, the godly will flourish like palm trees. And I was like, I love palm trees. They make me happy. I mean, I could stare at palm trees all day long. If I could transplant palm trees into my yard and they would live, I would do it, okay? So when I read that, I was like, oh, palm trees. I love palm trees. I, I want to flourish like a palm tree that will grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. Uh, here's this verse. This, these next two verses just stuck out to me. And see, that's what I want to happen for you. It's not necessarily for you. This was a moment for me that I'm just letting you into my life. That I read this and I thought, oh, that's awesome. It says, for they're transplanted into the Lord's own house. I was like, I wanna be transplanted in God's house. I wanna live in his house. I wanna live in his courts. I wanna live by him. And they flourish in the courts of God. Verse 14, and I saw this and I thought, this is, this is a promise that I'm gonna start praying. It said, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. And I thought to myself, yes, in Jesus' name, even in my old age, I will be strong. I will have a perfect mind. My mind won't leave me. My strength won't leave me. Even in old age, I will still proclaim the word of God and I will produce fruit even to the day that I die. Listen, I'm gonna die someday unless Jesus comes back. And I really think Jesus is coming back. But 
I'm gonna die someday, but I'm gonna be healthy and strong until that day. And just like Brother Hagen just said, hey guys, I'm going home, and he gave up his spirit, and he just kinda went like that. I've told Jess, we're gonna have a family dinner, and, and I'm gonna be eating, okay? And I'm gonna go, I love you all, and I'm just gonna die, and my face is just gonna like go down into the food, and that's how it's gonna end someday, okay? That's how it's gonna end. I'm gonna scar my family for the rest of the, every time they eat dinner, they're gonna think, oh, my dad, my grandpa died eating, you know? Welcome to my mind, everybody. But when I saw that, I thought to myself, no, I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna proclaim this verse over my life. I'm gonna proclaim it. This is God's promise to me. I'm gonna be still producing fruit in my old age. All right, point number three, sand. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who built their house on solid rock. Meaning what? They didn't build their house on what? Sand. Now, put that picture of Miami. Now, the other one, the next one. Nope, not that one. That one. It's a picture day, okay? How many want to be transplanted to that right now? Can we get an amen? Look at this. Look at this beautiful tan foot. My wife's beautiful tan foot, right? Palm trees, the ocean, the sand. Like, that's just, I'm like, God, you outdid yourself, right? Love sand, okay? I love walking on sand. Can I get amen? I love playing in the ocean with the sand under my feet, okay? I love, I just love tan feet with sand on them, okay? I know, it sounds goofy, but I love it. I love seeing tan feet with sand on them, okay? Love sand. All right, now put up that picture of that foundation, okay? Now, this is the foundation when they built their house. I don't know why I took a picture, but I took a picture, and the Lord knew it was for a moment like this, okay? Now, here's what I'm gonna say. I am so thankful that my house was built on what? Rock, right? I am so thankful that they didn't dig a big hole, bring in trucks full of sand, fill the hole with sand, and then start building my house on top of sand, right? I'm thankful they built it on what? Rock, a foundation, a solid foundation, okay? Psalms chapter 18, verse two. The Lord is my what? My rock. He's my rock. It's what I build my life on. He's my rock, my fortress, my savior. My God is my rock. He says it again. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He's my shield, the power to save me, the place for my safety. What Jesus is saying is build your house on the rock. And when he's talking about a house, he's not talking about wood and materials. He's talking about you and your life and the decisions that you make daily. Saying, you build your house. Listen, I, um, I don't want to sound mean, okay? I really don't. Your life is a combination of the decisions you've made. Nobody else is making them. 
Nobody is. I remember, I remember when I got saved. And, and I'll be honest, I think sometimes the Lord offends us on purpose. Okay? And I, and I got saved, and I, was, and, I, and I legitimately was crying out to the Lord about, like, my mom and dad had, you know, split. My, I've never met my dad, and my mom had, you know, her issues, and, um, you know, my grandparents died, and then, you know, I lived with my aunt and uncle, and, I, and I'm talking about my upbringing. And, and I remember the Holy Spirit just in my heart said, you can be a victim if you want to, but I don't see you that way. He said, you can be a victim if you want to, but I don't see you that way. And at the moment, it like offended me. I'm like, do you know what I've gone through? Do you know what's happening? He's like, yeah, I've watched the whole time. I was with you the whole time. You can be a victim if you want to. He kept saying it. You can be a victim if you want to. Or you can choose to trust me. And it was a defining moment in my life where I had to make the decision, what am I going to build my life on? How am I going to see my future? How do I see myself? Do I see myself through God's vision, his eyes and his perspective? Jesus is saying, build your house, on, your house on me. So he's saying things like this, build your mental health. It's a big word right now, right? Mental health. Everybody's talking about mental health. Build your mental health on what? On me. Like things like this, Philippians 4, Verse eight, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts, your mental health. Fix your mental health on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy to be praised. How many would say your mental health would look differently if this is what you thought about? It would change your mental health. It would change the, your perspective. Why? Because I know that you're inundated daily by lies from the enemy. Telling you what you don't have, telling you who you aren't, telling you about how much of a mess your life is, telling you about bad decisions that you made. He's coming at you in your mental health. So the word says, I got to think about what? I got to think about what is true. I got to think about what is true. I, I, I have to think about this. Like, Sometimes I have to remember and I have to think and tell myself, no, I am righteous because Christ made me righteous. And then sometimes I actually have to say it out loud. And I know that's super scary sometimes. You're like, I'm going to pray out loud. I'm like, yes. And we're going to learn to pray out loud in this series, okay? Because your words have power. Sometimes you have to go, no, this is the truth. God declared, I'm righteous, not because of me, because of him. And I have to speak this out. Your mental health, you can build it. Or like 1 Peter chapter 5, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Oh, man, I know. I know it sounds so simple. Like, just give all your worries and cares to God. You know what I mean? Here you go, God. Right? But... Do you know that there's actually something amazing that happens? Um, a group of uh, scientists from Ohio State did a study a few years ago. And they just hooked up, you know, all these wires and stuff to people's brains. And they wanted to see the brain activity after they prayed. 
And after people prayed and did what exactly what 1 Peter 5 says, give all your worries and cares to God, they saw all these areas in the brain that just settled down. They were amazed. They couldn't explain it. That their brain, the brain function settled down. Why? They have peace. Because when you give your worries and cares to God, what does he give you back? His peace. It's a trade-off. He says, I'll help you. I'll guide you. I'll lead you. So your mental health, Jesus is saying, build your mental health. What? Build it on me. He says, build things like your wealth on me. Let me show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says, remember this, a farmer who only plants a few seeds gets a few, a few small crop. But the one who plants generously gets a generous crop. You must decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly and pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerily, and God is generously provide all that you need. He just says, hey, my teaching is very different than the teaching you grew up with. But he said, if you build your life on my teaching, I'll take care of you. I'll give you everything you need with, I love this, I'll give you everything you need with plenty, plenty, plenty to do what? To help others. What a great promise. Listen, if you don't believe that promise, I'm sorry, but the enemy has deceived you. Why would you not want to be blessed? Can you, can you tell me why you would not want to be blessed so that you could be a blessing to other people in this world? Talk about goals. That's a goal. That's like one of those moments you go, God, I don't know how this can happen, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give generously. And you said you would provide generously for me. And I would have more than enough, plenty left over to share with others. Man, that sounds good, God. I want to build my life on that. I want to build it on that truth. Or I want to build what? Like things like my happiness. Romans 15 verse 13 says, I pray to God, the source of all hope, to fill you completely with joy and peace. The God of all hope will fill you with his joy and his peace as you build your life upon what? His words. His words. Right, you can come on up. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Point number four, foolish. Foolish. Matthew 7, verse 26, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey them is foolish. Remember why I said Jesus offends us sometimes? He's trying to wake us up. He's just trying to shake the cage. He's just trying to rattle you. He's just trying to go, hey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. I have words for you. Do you know that the Bible is full of words for you? Like words that God wrote for you? Promises that he wrote for you? Just like I shared the other day. When I saw that verse about producing fruit in old age, I was like, thank you, God. That's a promise for me. You've had that promise there so that one day when I was 42 years old, I would read Psalms chapter 22 and I would see that verse and it would connect to my soul the way it didn't connect to me when I was 19. 
right? Because sometimes the word changes over time for different seasons and different moments that you're in, and it means different things, and God's word never fails. And I read that, I was like, God, that's your promise. It's your promise for me. It's your promise for my family. Thank you, God, you put that in there for me personally. He says, anyone who hears it and doesn't obey it, you're a fool. He says, you're a fool. And this is Jesus, sweet, sweet Jesus. We just sang about it today. Wonderful, beautiful, sweet Jesus. He goes, hey, if you hear my words and you don't listen to them, you don't obey them, sorry, you're a fool. So I remember we moved to Ohio to work at Living Word for Pastor Pat. And, um, you know, Living Word was a big church, probably 1,500 people. And um, we all had rotations to do weddings or funerals or all kinds of different things. And so you just get thrown into things. You don't really know people and you just got to show up. And um, we had a family at our church and um, somebody in their family died. And Pastor was just like, hey, I just need somebody to go. Jeff, you're on the docket. Go to the funeral. And um, I remember I went to the funeral and I'm just like loving on the family and stuff. And, and um, you know, I sat down for the funeral and um, older gentleman, I mean, he lived a long, long life. I think he was like 89 or something, lived a long life. And um, they got to that part where they just asked people like, hey, does anybody want to say anything? Now, listen, I'm deeply scarred by moments of this in my life. If you grew up in church like I did, we had these things called testimony nights, and they would just pass around the mic, and, and people who should never talk on a mic would talk on a mic for a very, very long time, okay? And, uh, and I would just think to myself, Jesus, save us now. Like, come, let the rapture happen right now, like right this moment. So anytime a mic gets passed around, I always get real itchy real quick, okay? And... Um, and I remember one by one, the mic would go. You know how at funerals, like people say like deep things, like, man, he was so faithful. He, was, he honored his family. He worked really hard. You know, they say wonderful, wonderful things about these people. And I remember just one by one, it was only three people that spoke. And every one of them, the only thing they said, I, I'll never forget this. I remember the one guy got up and said, you know, um, He just, he loved Ohio State football. And then they passed the mic. And then the next person was like, man, he, yeah, you're right. He, he just, man, he loved Ohio State. Never missed a game. Loved Ohio State. And I passed the mic. And the next person was like, oh, I, I remember... I remember going to some Ohio State football games with him and, and we faithfully, he faithfully, faithfully watched Ohio State. That was it. And I remember the Holy Spirit was like, fool.
I know it sounds harsh, but I didn't say it. This is Jesus, Jesus himself. Could you imagine if Jesus himself was on this stage today? Worldwide news, Jesus Christ showed up at Elevate Church. It would be on every feed worldwide. Could you imagine Jesus Christ himself being here going, hey, if you don't listen to my words, you're a fool. Talk about cancel culture. Cancel Jesus. Cancel Jesus. Jesus said, those who build their life on me are what? Wise. Wise. I love, it didn't say, Jesus didn't say, those who are perfect are wise. Those who never make a mistake are wise. Those who never fail are wise. Those who, you know, don't have problems in their marriage, they're wise. Those that just treat their kids perfectly, they're wise. Those who honor all the time, they're wise. That's not what he said. And you should be really thankful for that. You should be really excited. You should be like, thank God. All he said is this, those who build on my words, on my words, they're wise. Amen? So this is why this 90-day thing is so important. Again, we're not trying to add things to your life to waste your time. We are trying to build your life on the rock, Jesus Christ. And it's really tough. I'm going to tell you, uh, hear me out, okay? Hear me out, please. It is really tough to live a successful life on everybody else's words. When you're full of the world's opinions, when you're full of podcasts and, and, and friends that really don't know Jesus real well, because look, I can't tell you how many times as a pastor, somebody has said to me, well, you know that person's sick because God brought that sickness, or you know that person's going through that financial hardship because God's trying to teach them a lesson. You know that person lost their job because God's trying to get their attention. You know that that, that hardship, that, that struggle they're going through is, man, it's just God and, and he's so good, but he'll, he'll bring them through. Man, none of that's biblically true. None of it. Absolutely none of it. Man, you, you need people. You need the Word of God to help you understand biblically what is true. So that when the storm does come and the rains do hit and the winds do blow on your life, you can have peace in your soul that even though I'm going through this hard moment that doesn't make sense, it's okay because I know God's promises and I know his truth and they will lead me to the other side and it will, I will have peace where I should not have peace. I will have confidence when I shouldn't have confidence because I know what God has said and I've built my life upon it. And God says, you are wise. How many in here say, I wanna be wise? Raise your hand. I want to be wise. I want wise. Wise, wise, wise. Okay? Number one, I'm going to say, do this Bible plan with us. Do this 90-day plan with us. Get, get, get on this 90-day plan. Okay? Now, here's what I want us to do. 
I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and, and tell you I'm perfect about reading the Word. And I'm going to tell you that there are some seasons that I'm better than others because of the pace of life. Anybody else have a busy life? You know what I'm talking about? And you're just running constantly. But there are moments in those times sometimes that I just have to go, Lord, I'm sorry that I've treated your word with contempt. I'm sorry that I haven't valued your words and your teaching. I'm sorry that I've had more of an interest in, you know, 670 the score and what they're saying about Justin Fields right now. God, I'm sorry. You know what? It just brings grace and it brings God's goodness. And then what do you do? You just jump back into his word. You just jump back into his truth. You just jump back into it. Without guilt, without shame, without condemnation, none of that exists in Christ Jesus. And you start getting full of God's thoughts. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us for moments where we didn't value your word. We didn't value your truth. We didn't value your thoughts. I declare in the name of Jesus that the people of Elevate Church are wise. They are wise because of the Word of God in them. We thank you that they're wise because of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that the Holy Spirit, the one who leads us into all truth. We welcome, come on, just say that, I welcome, I welcome the Holy Spirit to lead me into truth, to lead me into Jesus' thoughts, into his teachings, his mind. Holy Spirit, shape our view of the house we're building. Shape our view, our mental health. Shape our view of our finances, our children, our life, our future. Shape it with your thoughts and your word. Lord, we thank you, God, for your truth. We thank you, God, that there's no guilt or shame for any of us but we live in victory and life in you. I bless your people today. I bless your people. I bless them. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody agrees, said? Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus today.